Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Um, this week we have something special for you. I mean, like always, but <laughs> it's an interesting little dive into something that's like K-pop adjacent. Yes, absolutely. It's not not K-pop. No. It definitely still involves it, but there's been a bit of drama surrounding the show lately, so it seemed like the right moment to talk about it. So uh, we're going to be talking about the music show, You Hui Yol's Sketchbook. Yes. And we have, this is a variety show that has come up a few different times on our, we've talked about it before. We always stumble over the pronunciation. <laughs> um, and I have seen his name romanized in many different ways. Um, but I read that he specifically romanizes his last name Y-O-U. Like that's how he spelled it oh, okay. in his own albums. Um, but I've also seen it Y-O-O, Y-U. It's all kinds of different things. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a KBS show that has been on for quite a while. And I think although it's not exclusively a K-pop music show, it has become a real like marker of success mm. in the Korean music industry. And that includes K-pop artists and a lot of K-pop artists go on this show. They have been going on it since its inception. So it's totally appropriate to talk about it now. Absolutely. That it has, that it is coming to a close. Yes. The show uh, was sort of abruptly ended a few weeks ago mm -hmm. after a controversy, which we will get into later in the episode. Yes. But yeah, it seemed like a good time since it's, unfortunately wrapping up it's very sad yeah. but uh, it had 600 <laughs> episodes yeah. um and so it has definitely been a staple um of the industry for quite a while and i'm if getting into k-pop like you can see a lot of your favorite groups go on this show it's not exclusively for you know well-established artists newer artists have gotten to Absolutely. go on it as well um, or get a chance to go on it as well. So, um, yeah, we're just going to tell you everything you need to know about Yu Hee-yol's sketchbook. Yeah. So let's start with who is Yu Hee-yol and why did they give him a TV show in the first place? Yes. <laughs> so Yu Hee-yol was born April 19th, 1971, which makes him currently, as of this recording, 51 years old. He was born in Seoul. Um, and he is a man of many hats. He is a singer-songwriter. He's a radio DJ. He's the host of Sketchbook. He's the founder of his own record label, which is called Antenna Music. And he is a one-man band known as Toy, T-O-Y. Uh, he graduated Seoul National University College of Music with a major in composition, so he's a well-established and highly educated songwriter. Um, in 1992, he got into he broke into the music scene after he won the grand prize at the fourth Yu Jeha Music Contest with a song called "The Moonlight Song." And then in 1994, he started his band Toy, which was originally a duo with him and his friend Yoon Jong-ho. Uh, that's where they got their name, 2Y. Oh, cute. Mm -hmm. um, and they released their first album in 1994, which was called Inside My Heart. Uh, but shortly after their debut, Yoon Jong-ho left the band to study abroad and Yoo Hyul enlisted. Um, so then, so they took a little bit of a break. And then after he got out of the military, he continued the group as a one-man project band with his second album, which was called Fairy Tales for Adults. 
The lead single was called Remember I Was Next to You, and it was sung by Kim Yeon-woo, who is a ballad singer. Um, and it was really, really popular. And since then, Yoo Heel usually enlists guest vocalists on his album, and he rarely sings songs. He rarely sings on his own albums. Um, so I think that that habit lends itself really well to what the show became um, because that means that he, he is by nature a collaborator with a lot of different musicians. And so it kind of fits that he got to eventually host this show that, that focuses on a lot singers of mm-hmm. and like yeah. it's a singers show and he like yes. understands singers and like wants to showcase singers yeah. which i think is absolutely really cool. and he like challenges them to do different arrangements and fun stuff we'll talk about the details of the show in a second Continuing in his career, 1997, he founded his music company, Antenna Music, which was known as Toy Music until 2007. They represent a lot of different genres, mostly soloists, but they also signed UJ Sok uh, in 2021. And it also became a Kakao subsidiary in 2021. Cacao, just be buying up all the companies. (laughs) And so many companies Mm -hmm. are Kakao subsidiaries. It's crazy. In 1999, he started DJing his own music, his own radio show on NBC, and he has since hosted multiple different shows. Um, and in 2009 is when he started hosting Sketchbook. He has made a few different TV appearances. Um, he was a judge on K-pop Star 3 from 2013 to 2014. He is a guest star in Psy's music video for Daddy. And he hosted the 2U Project Sugarman with UJ Suk uh, from 2015 to 2020. And this is another music show program that uh, specifically focused on one hit wonders mm-hmm. um, it's based off of a documentary called i think finding, finding sugar, sugar man, man or yeah. searching for something like that um and so that's what it's based off of and they would go back and find artists that um maybe had a really big song and then haven't been heard from in a while and they, they brought them back onto the show or well, they had artists. idols and stuff because yeah. i think it's come up on the show a few times because like chen and chanyol did yes. one that was good yeah, yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. so the idols would come on and they would like cover a sh- old song Mm -hmm. um but overall uh he has 422 composer credits on melon yeah i went and looked and a lot of those are like repeats uh, because a lot of his songs have been recorded many times over by Mm -hmm. different artists so like i don't think they're 422 individual songs i could never it would take forever to calculate individual songs but the point is very highly like or what's prolific he Mm -hmm. makes a lot of music is the point yes um and i found a few like k-pop k-pop adjacent like releases that you might have heard of before um size song passionate goodbye featuring shin se kyung was originally released by toy in 2007 and then sai put it out on like i think his fifth album uh, 17 recorded is it still beautiful for the wise doctor's life ost and this was originally kim yon woo's song from 1999 on joy's solo debut that was all covers she did a song called every time parentheses be there for you which was a toy song from 1996 and both super junior and hechan from nct have recorded versions of a song called good person Super Juniors was on an actual album, and then Hechan's was for a 2022 drama called Friends. 
So those were just a couple like K-poppy names I saw in his like melon list. Nice. A lot of a lot of singers, a lot of songs. Yeah, absolutely. And he's since become a very well respected name in the in the industry. Um, but so the show itself premiered April twenty fourth, two thousand nine, and it is a talk show and live music program. So KBS describes it as acclaimed musician Yu Hyol of the project group Toy is a familiar name to music lovers. This is where you can enjoy the energetic performances of talented musicians and their sweet friendly conversations it's a relaxing and pleasant gift for you after a long hard day enjoy a night of delightful music and conversation at you heels sketchbook lovely so <laughs> nice um so this show aired on kbs2 every friday at 11:20 p.m um and throughout the years it kind of changed its airing slot like sometimes it played on saturday sometimes it played at midnight or 11 whatever but it's a late but night it's a late night talk weekend show. talk show <laughs> it usually runs about 90 minutes and they have each episode has three to four musicians on as a guest they come out they talk to you heal and then they perform for about 10 to 15 minutes for each group um so the whole hour and a half is cut up and shared between different artists um, audience members have sketchbooks. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the funnest things about it. And I assume, I don't know if it came, if the name of the show came first or if the sketchbooks were always part of it, but it's a fun thing about watching the show is that all of the audiences have just like a big old blank sketchbook of like ream, like a bound sketchbook mm -hmm. and like a Sharpie probably. And throughout the show, they like write cheering messages like or little jokes or puns or stuff like on the sketchbooks and hold them up so like mm -hmm. every time they cut to the audience they also have a little like yeah. sign and that's part of the show as well which is really cute according to kbs over its 13 years on the air sketchbook has had 494,650 audience members um, and the show has become known as a rite of passage for musicians yeah there's a lot of one of his like famous questions that he asks almost every artist that came on the show is what is your dream and so many of them answered being on this yeah. show mm -hmm. like it's a it's a marker as a singer to like get to appear on this show um and i think it's because i mean like because it's a show for singers i feel like they respect singers and the art of a performance and whoever does the sound mixing on this show deserves whatever the korean equivalent of an emmy is mm. because like the vocal performances in this show are like so perfectly engineered like it's just like crisp and the reverb is like just right. And they do, they do occasionally give a little, voice little, voice, little, <laughs> t little pitch corrector, just a little bit, not a lot. Cause most of the people on her are pretty perfect, but it just like makes her these clear, beautiful, just wonderful performances. Mm -hmm. The sound on them is like so good. So I totally get why people would love coming to sing on the show. Cause they make you look amazing. Absolutely. And the other thing about the show that I think is really cool is that it seems like you heal for whatever reason, like his personality just really gets people to open up about mm -hmm. their personal lives. Like I went scanning the Soompi archives for like, you know, articles about the show and 80% of them were like people spilling dating tea or like talking about why their group broke up or like, he's very mm -hmm. good at like 
getting good stuff out of people. Absolutely. I think it's partially because, I mean, for one, like he's just a like sweet sort of endearing man. Mm -hmm. Like he seems kind of unassuming. Um, and the other is that like, he is a musician himself. So it's kind of, I think he brings like a real casual air Mm, to the conversations because it doesn't really feel like a, interview like I'm the MC and I have or like a journalist like preparing these questions it's like you're here to showcase and I don't know something about it all always felt very laid back yeah like a friendly mm-hmm. conversation of like you know what you're doing you're a good singer and I invited you here to do your thing and we're yes. just gonna chat and like this is low pressure and everyone's here to support mm-hmm. you like I don't know the vibe is very good on this show yeah and even though there are like the audience is pretty big in and the stage is like a decent size it feels like a small Mm -hmm. sort of cafe open mic or something it just has a very cozy feeling to it um so i think a lot of idols and musicians in general will just like let down their guard and have a good time yeah absolutely So throughout the years, it's been on, like I said, since 2009, and there have been many, many notable performances. Um, I know that even in my like baby K-pop dumb, I feel like I would always find these clips of, you know, your favorites that have gone on this. Because like I said, a lot of times they do a cover or a different arrangement of the song. They don't just do, and they don't usually do choreo. Like um, sometimes, it's really just but depends. it sort of depends. Sometimes it's a sit mm-hmm. on a stool show and sometimes it's like a put on a whole spectacular yeah. show. Mm-hmm. It really just depends. Yeah, it depends on the artist and I guess what they want to do. Um, but it looks like maybe Kara was the first K-pop group to go on as guests. Um, and that was in the fifth episode on May 22nd, 2009. Um, SG Wannabe was on the fourth episode, but I feel like Kara is a more official. SG Wannabe is such a, I feel like that's a vocal group. That's, that's okay. Like that's the, why I was that's, like, I don't, unless we want to count. That's like a validity vocal group. Like but I know I they're like they first count. Jenny, but like, ah, uh, they're not quite K-pop. So I think Kara is the first. I count Kara yeah, yeah, yeah. as the first. I count Kara as the first. Um, I went looking to see for like some of the most popular like YouTube clips mm-hmm. and the absolute most popular one by a freaking ton is when Troublemaker went on the show and that video has 44 million views. Yeah. Which is the most by a quadruple amount. And they performed Troublemaker. It was their, yes. their after their debut. Full thing, mm-hmm. full choreo, Hyuna in a tiny white yes, bandage yes, dress. Yes. And they keep cutting to men in oh, the right. audience that's who for, are like, that's full choreo. Oh yeah. One of the, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. One of the guy, like something happens. And then one of the guys just like turns to his friend and it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm melting in my seat right now. I can't even it's believe so, this. Oh, it's so funny. Um, and then the next most popular YouTube performance at 15.8 million views is Big Bang's entire set from episode 346, which aired in December of 2016. And they performed Bebe, Bang, 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 Fantastic Baby, and Lie. And they, like, go into the audience and, like, you know, make a whole Big Bang thing yeah, of yeah. it. They jump around. Uh, and then right behind that, at, like, 15.5 million views, is an acoustic version of Come Back Home by 21. Oh, 
So like that's an example of like a stripped down, like a slightly different version of the song than usual. Um, and this one was from May of 2014 and they broke up a few months after this. So like, I don't think it's the last, last 21 performance, but mm-hmm. it's one of them. And so I think it's like special to people for that reason. Um, also a very popular clip, uh, So saying destiny's child cater to you on episode 244 in October of 2014. And the harmonies on this performance are just like, Ooh, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. And that one has 12 million views. So that's a popular clip as well. Um, Some like all stars of this show. IU has appeared on Sketchbook 20 times. And her little comeback special that she did in 2020 apparently tripled the show's ratings from like the entire year of 2020. Like IU kind of the the PD said she like saved the show. (laughs) Um, And Mamamoo has appeared as a group 13 different times. Mm -hmm. And Hwasa has appeared six times by herself. So she's been on the show 19 times. That's wild. Um, And a fun, I mean, all of their performances are great, but a fun one to like recommend and shout out episode 544 from June of 2021. They did a little like medley slash mashup because it's definitely like the Mm -hmm. songs are mashed of a couple of songs from the 2000s. They do Super Junior, Sorry, Sorry, Wonder Girls, Tell Me, Cara Roly Poly and Brown Eyed Girls, Abracadabra, like all mashed into this cool song and they do a little choreo and like. It's a very neat little performance. It is very good. Uh, Hyolin has appeared as a solo singer on the show eight times. And there's a performance of Hurt by Christina Aguilera with her and So You that has eight million views. And it sounds amazing. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. (laughs) Um, And a very famous moment going back in time a little bit to episode 190 in 2013. Lee Hyori, during her set, the first song she sang Miss Korea in like a full length silver sequin gown. And then in between songs, she said, I don't want the audience to have to wait for me to change clothes. And she handed a pair of scissors to Yu Hee-yol. And he got on the ground, got on his knees, and cut her dress off. (laughs) And he was like... He cut the hem of it short. Yes, like cut it to make it like a teeny little cocktail dress. And he's like, how much do I cut? And she's like, as much as you want. (laughs) And he was like, I'm afraid I'm going to look like a pervert. And she's like, everyone already thinks you are. And the audience is (laughs) laughing. And everyone had such a great time. And then this made like so many headlines because everyone was just like, Hyori is the coolest person in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Like, because she's just like, I don't know. She's so cool and nonchalant and whatever. And she was just like, yeah, cut my dress on this stage. Like I'm so hot and cool and awesome. And she is hot and cool and awesome. And also baby Shonu is in this performance. Baby Shonu, (laughs) he squealed his little mesh shirt and his eyeliner. He looks so little. He it's looks so, so cute. Young. It's so cute. My Bobby. <laughs> um, another epic moment on episode 388 in March 2018. 
Chanyol suddenly appeared during Punch's performance segment and they sang Stay With Me and the audience like went absolutely bananas because it was like, it was the song of the moment. Ugh, that song was everywhere. So it was was like a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it was Chanyol. And it was Chanyol. So very exciting things. Anytime an EXO wild, like a wild EXO appears, (laughs) the crowd goes wild. Another great performance that I found that I think speaks to what you were saying earlier about like not everybody who goes on the show has to be the most famous Mm -hmm. or most popular person. There was absolutely an effort to like introduce the public to like singers they might not know about, which is a cool thing about the show. And that extremely short lived duo con that we were like so obsessed with the one song they put out. They went on the show um, in May 2018 and they sang Despacito and it's, so good. It really is. <laughs> and they're wearing these like beautiful like orchid colored suits and they look very cool uh, and yeah. like they practiced that Spanish, man. Yes, they did. They did all of, like, the whole rap. They got all of it. And, ugh, Khan, where are you? Yeah. What happened to you? So sad. Um, on a personal note, <laughs> Monsta X's performance of Versace on the Floor from episode 418 in 2018 is, like, very important to us personally and on our journey as Mon Bebe. Like that video is like what absolutely pushed me over the cliff yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, oh, I like Monsta X mm-hmm. now. Like, absolutely. Oh, holy shit. Well, like, as soon as <laughs> you showed me that and I was like, wait, they can all sing like this? Why don't they do that all, all the, the time? time? And then they and started like, doing it all the time. Now they do it all the time. Oh, Versace on the floor. It's so great. If you've never oh, seen that, you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> You gotta. Um, another like pretty famous, but ultimately really heartbreaking and hard to watch performance is Taeyeon and Jonghyun did Lonely in May 2017. Um, it's very good, but it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, a more recent one that I found and absolutely died over. Stacy on episode 557 from earlier in the year covered BTS's Microcosmos. I'm like, God, I love their voices so much. Beautiful. They're so gorgeous. I love it. I love it. I, that gives me goosey bumps. Like, oh, their voices are so pretty and good. Um, also, Key performed Lizzo's Juice on an episode in October of 21, and it added years to my life. Oh, my God. My favorite thing about it, aside from his bananas outfit and his little, like, Astro Boy flippy hair, is uh, the, like... 50-something-year-old classically trained women who are his backup dancers, <laughs> who are his backup singers. And, like, they just sing the little... Whenever they do the little, like, ooze in the background, just, like, their tone of voice is just so proper. And so, like, <laughs> oh, or whatever <laughs> right. it is. And I'm just like, oh, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh so hard. I love it. 
And he loves it. I love it. I love it. And him being like, somebody go get this man. I think he got lost in my DMs. Like, it's and so then he great. turns to the women and he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he censored it's it great. perfectly because he's not an idiot mm-hmm. and he didn't yeah, say yeah, yeah. anything bad and he changed words and like, and it all worked out. It all worked. It was good. It was very good. Oh, so excited for him. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last little notable thing I had, and again, there are hundreds and hundreds of amazing performances from the show, but yeah. just last thing on my little list is uh, during a 2020 episode where the show was like in studio, no audience, it like got kind of smaller, but they Mm -hmm. didn't stop doing it. Uh, Itzy was on and Leah sang Jessie J's price tag by herself. And then the fandom had like a little meltdown over it uh, because it's very good. Like Mm -hmm. she sounds great, but I guess apparently in the fandom or in the world, Leah gets shit for like not being a good singer. And so this clip was like her being a good singer. So then people were mad, like JYP, why don't you let her sing in this range? Like you don't write music for her voice. And like it created a little bit of a stink, but also was like, wow, look at Leah's good. And it Mm -hmm. was just a little drama I found that was kind of recent k-pop drama from this show but again all the performances are like so great there's so many so many idols have been on it Mm -hmm. also just tons of like really great singers like look up every single time akmu was ever on the show just flawless amazing work like Oh, Crush, Zion T. Like, if there's, mm-hmm. like, somebody whose voice... Woods, if there's somebody whose voice you like, they probably yeah. were on the show at least once. And, like, mm-hmm. great stuff in there. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I always remember um, when Baekhyun debuted as a solo artist with UN Village. He went on there, and he did a little set. Um, and that was, like, the first time I'd ever seen him. Or it was probably one of the first times he ever performed on his own, and it was very good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, such a... Uh, no, no shortage of gems. No. Um, and obviously, like we said, they're not all idol guests. Like they, he has a lot of ballad singers and rock singers and other genres and stuff. Um, so he'll have like bands and things right. on his, on his show too. But everyone's um, good. So it like mm-hmm. always makes for such a good, it just makes for good viewing. Absolutely. Absolutely. But unfortunately, what has brought this whole show to an end at its 600th episode uh, was a recent controversy that Yu Hyul himself found uh, found himself at the center of. Um, so he is a musician. He's constantly making and releasing music, and he has an ongoing project that is called Yu Hyul's Life Music project. Um, and I think as a part of this project, he like releases different albums every year, but it's all like a part of the same series. It seems like it's a constant thing. I don't know like what the actual like uh, timeline of it is, but mm-hmm. I think it's like a song a week type of thing where some like where he tries to just constantly like put out a new thing mm-hmm. to like keep yeah. making music. He releases yeah, it's like a challenge it's like a personal challenge or project that he he does release it, but then I know that there are albums of right, it of as the well. Whole compilation, um sure. yes, exactly or like organized into maybe like everything from this These year were the best or ones from springtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Earlier this summer, he released uh the piano accompaniment for a song called A Most Private Evening.
Shortly after this was released, he received criticism for sounding too much like a song called Aqua by a Japanese artist named Ryuichi Sakamoto. Very lovely. Yeah. Um, but as he was accused of plagiarism, uh, Yu Hyul admitted that the songs sounded very similar, but claimed that the similarities were unintentional. He stated, Ruichi Sakamoto is an artist that I have respected for the longest time, an artist who's influenced by music uh, the most of any artists out there. It seems that I unconsciously composed similar chords to the chords that lingered in my head, and what I believed to be a pure product of my own creation turned out to be a piece similar to an already existing one. This I cannot deny. Um, because of this controversy and or because of these accusations, he postponed the release of the album in order to connect with the original artist and their label in order to properly credit him and to deal with the composition rights and get everything above board. Because mm-hmm. he's basically saying like, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but you're right. It does sound the same. So I'm going to give him credit and make sure that he gets paid out for it as well. But Sakamoto himself, the artist, or the original artist, said that he really didn't care um, and that there was absolutely no need for legal to get involved. Um, He said, quote, the music has similarities, but I don't think it is on the level of requiring any legal actions to protect my piece, Aqua. I can see his great respect for my composition. Every creation is influenced by existing arts, the public domain. It would be great and appreciated if you could put five to 10% of your originality into it. I'm still trying my best to raise my originality percentage on every music I create, which is challenging, but that makes the art beautiful. I think. I think that's like such a good quote and like the Asian junkie article also like really focused in on this quote of just like this plagiarism shit has gotten like really out of control. And I think like Marvin Gaye's family like kind of broke music forever, like Mm. by suing over blurred lines and winning that like, I don't know that now music can just like feel the same and you can like Mm. sue someone over it. And Yeah, like, there's really, truly, when you break it down to its littlest pieces, there's, like, only 16 notes in the world. Like, (laughs) you make millions and millions of songs. Like, they're gonna have similarities. Mm. Or if you think of any song ever and take the melody line, like, I bet you there's another song in existence that Mm. also uses those notes in that order. And, like, I don't know. It just happens. It happens when you make music and, like, he tried to do the right thing and mm-hmm. credit him on it, which is the thing like earlier this year. So young from idol got in big trouble for like plagiarizing an AT song. And she had to credit that artist mm-hmm. and pay them for it. Yeah. And then got to have the biggest song of the year. Like she's fine. You move yeah. on. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the reaction to this, these plagiarism accusations really baffles me because on the one hand, I can I can understand why they would point it out in the first place because yeah, they do sound similar. Like yeah, sure. they do. They're both nice, quiet piano quiet pieces, piano songs like, with nothing else lovely. going on. So like so yeah, yeah, the similarities are super easy to see. Um, but I think the fact that you heal immediately, his reaction was, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but I'll I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. That 
chose me at least like from an audience perspective, I, that makes me think like, Oh, okay. It really was an accident. And like, he's doing what any respectable musician would do, like having this pointed out. But then Sakamoto's reaction being like, dude, don't worry about it. Like all music is bound to be influenced by other people. Like you already admitted that you're a fan of mine. Like we're all trying to be original here. I don't need your money or, or credit on this song. That should have been enough. The end, yeah. Like that, uh, the fact that it wasn't doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. But the fans were not appeased by this and they actually continued to accuse Yuhio of plagiarizing another of Sakamoto's songs, which was called 1900. Um, but Antenna Music, Yuhio's record label, says that he had never even heard of that one. Um, and Sakamoto says, please stop this. Like, I, I, I'm not worried about it. You're not my fan. Like, I don't need my fans to do this and I'm begging you to leave this man alone. I also, I didn't check on this, but I feel like I heard somewhere that like Sakamoto is also going through like health problems. Like he might have cancer mm. or something right now. And like, yeah, literally he doesn't, doesn't give care. a fuck about He's this. He's like, please leave me alone. He has bigger problems. Yeah. But the plagiarism accusations continued. Um, and shortly after accusing you heel of plagiarizing Sakamoto fans started to point out that another Japanese artist Koji Tamaki um was plagiarized by you heel because of a song with the same title which was called Happy Birthday to You. Uh you heel wrote, composed and produced this track as well as registered it under his name with the Korea Music Copyright Association um and both he and his agency have not addressed these specific accusations. So I don't know if it's because because of the like fallout of the Sakamoto uh, accusations to begin with, but they haven't touched this one at all. Yeah, I noticed today when I was looking for the original two pieces that were the original problem, there were a bunch of YouTube videos like made by Korean users, like fully Korean, that were like accusing this dude of ripping off like 15 songs. Yeah. And when I was going through them, like, most of them were stretches. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, music sounds like music. And it seems like they were just witch hunting this dude at a point. Yeah, it just seemed, it just seemed odd. Like, I, I don't know, but it just seemed so targeted and like, I, it. And I don't it, know what he did. He didn't seem to have what any I mean. other like problems. Like he was a nice celebrity that people liked and yeah. it didn't seem like this was, you know, like sometimes it's like, Oh, this person got in a drunk driving accident mm-hmm. and now we're going to find every bad thing they've ever done to right. cancel them. Like, or like, uh, <laughs> this one, this one song sounded similar and then fans dove in and found, you know, 20 songs throughout his career that always sounded this way or whatever. Um, but that, or yeah, that he was a dirtbag in his personal life or something. And that just doesn't seem to be the case in this situation. It's just such a weird turn of like public opinion yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that doesn't seem to have any logic behind it. Um, but the accusations came out at the beginning of the summer and on July 18th, 2022 star today reported that sketchbook would film its final episode the very next day. Um, and according to KBS, it was you heels personal decision to step down from the show and take a break. 
Um, he wrote a statement, he published a statement, um, and it's very long. Um, but part of it says after seeing the numerous cases pouring in, I looked back on myself for the first time. I think what was the most heartbreaking to hear was that the time that has passed felt like it was being denied. It is to the extent that I cannot dare to imagine how great the sense of loss is. There is a part of the current plagiarism allegations that I have difficulty agreeing with. Many of the allegations may be individual views and interpretations, but they are difficult for me to accept. I will look after myself more strictly so that a controversy such as this does not arise again. So I thought his statement was really well written in the sense that he did acknowledge at the beginning, like, yes, there were some songs that were similar and I acknowledged those, but I also don't agree with everything people are saying. And I'm very hurt by it. I like really appreciated the honesty in him saying like, I'm, I'm taking time to now look back over my over 20 years in the, in the industry. And cause he, he made his first like break into it in like 92. So it's been like 30 years and this is the first time he's ever really come under fire from the public. For anything. For anything like. at all, at least as far as I could tell or as far as I could find. Um, and so he was very honest about the fact that he was hurt um, and needed to take a break, I think, just to take care of himself. Um, but I also appreciated that he didn't, you know, like kowtow and, and say like, yes, I have done so I have done wrong and will think about my actions right, right, or whatever. Right. He was like, I don't agree with all of this, but I'll go um, away. If but I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Or even just like, I don't agree with this, but I don't want to deal with y'all anymore. So right. I'm leaving like, and I'm taking my show with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, it's hard to say like whose final decision it was to, to end the show altogether. I do appreciate it. I think a lot of people do that. KBS decided not to continue it without him and just like replace the MC. Um, because it is you heels sketchbook. Um, mm -hmm. so we couldn't have, I like that they left it as, as his, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And didn't like pass it off to somebody else, but he did at, well, it's good. We'll get into the final episode in a second, but like, you know, skipping ahead to the end of the very last episode when he addressed the audience for a final time, like he said like very clearly, like, to the like almost begging the audience to not let KBS give up on the show. Mm. Like even if he's not on it, like he ah. thinks that the show is too important and that the show can't end and mm. that if he can't be the host, then fine. But like, he doesn't Aww. want sketchbook to die because it means too much to people. It's really sad. <sighs> it is really sad. Well, then I wonder if I wonder if KBS will will try um, or if maybe maybe they're holding out hope that he will want to come back. Yeah. Um, since, you know, he's the one who's choosing to step down. Maybe maybe they're hope, like just keeping their fingers crossed that he'll just want to do a hiatus. Yeah. And then come back like next year when or people something. Are or yeah, when people or are whatever. people are being more chill. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it did come to an end. Um, the 600th episode aired, uh, it was filmed on July 19th and it aired July 22nd, 2022. The episode theme was our summer days. Um, and they had uh, maybe more guests than they usually do. Cause they, it was the same amount of like segments, mm -hmm. I think, but like, yeah, maybe a few more guests. Yeah. Cause it's usually usual. just three or four and they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
different performers. Um, so we had Paul Kim and Mellomance um, went on the show. They covered I Use Through the Night, which was sung on their first sketchbook appearance in 2017. And they also did UN's Wave for the theme. It was so fun and so good. I feel like Mellomance is so goddamn popular right now. And the only reason I think that is because they've been on like the last, the soundtracks of like the last three dramas that I've watched. And I also sometimes, if I'm just going on a very short drive and I don't plug my phone in, I listen to AM Korean radio just because it's a real good exercise for my brain because I can't see anyone at all and mm-hmm. I have literally no context and I just have to listen. But anyway, they play a lot of mellow bands on like <laughs> AM Korean radio, like a lot. Um, but there are two guys. One usually plays the piano and the other one like mm-hmm. just sings. Um, and to, for the UN wave stage, which I love that song. Yeah. It's such a good we, song. I always remember <laughs> that song. And like when I watched this performance too, I was like, yeah, this song. And the mellow man who plays piano played a melodica, which is like the little piano that you blow yeah, yeah, into yeah. during it. Like it was just so fun. And they also started laughing at each other during, during the IU song. Like they're singing the sad song and then they like... I don't know. They like got the giggles and it's a really good, it was a good stage. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, The next performers on the finale was 10 centimeters and hazy, 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 and they covered cool's aloha. Yeah. And it was, they sounded really great, but they were both dressed so stupid. I hated both of their outfits so much. He was wearing like fashion sweatpants with tucked into boots and like, a blue sweater with like a loose tie over the top. And he the looked really The tie looked like dumb. it was like sewn, sewn on to the <laughs> neck of the sweater. And then he had like a rose behind his ear and really big glasses. He looked bananas. And then she looked like Ariel That's who came out say. of the like, ocean. Like there was just like some shit tied around, around her. <laughs> I'm glad we both had that. <laughs> they sound great. But, they sounded uh, good, they but looked they looked bananas. crazy. Then we had Daybreak come on and they performed Good and Hot Fresh. And Daybreak is a band that debuted in 2007 and they sang this when they started playing Hot Fresh. I like paused it and like went to go look up Daybreak and like all of the songs that they make are this like perfect, fun rock. Like, I don't know what it is, but like. It's perfect. The vibe (laughs) of all of their music is like so good. And they had the crowd in the palm of their hands while they played their cute little rock songs. And I thought they were so fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the Daybreak performance very much. (laughs) And then after that point, they had Mellomance and Paul Kim and Tensing Demeter and Heiji and Daybreak all like sit on the stage. Mm -hmm. And they talked about everyone's like first appearance on the show and showed little clips. And I thought it was funny because when they showed the clips of like 10 centimeter being on the show a bunch of times, they were making fun of how stupidly he was dressed. And I was like, he's still dressed stupid (laughs) right now. So I made that might be part of his thing, but like he was dressed very stupid in every single performance. Um, and like Heiji said that like being on the show was her dream and she was so grateful to have done it. And like, they just had a nice little chat mm-hmm. and that was the end of the first segment. Yes. And then the next segment started with, Oh my girls, Hyojung and Songhee. So not the whole band, but just the two girls. 
Um, they covered Um Jong Wah's festival um, and then later joined as rappers for Kim Jong Kook's dance medley performance. So Kim Jong Kook came on after the girls and he did a medley of turbo hits uh, that included Lovable, Goodbye Yesterday, and Twist King. Um, and then, like I said, the girls joined him um, for the end. For the Twist King part. And like the Oh My Girl stage was very good, but it definitely felt it felt more like a music show mm-hmm. because they had the LEDs going with like the bright summer stuff and they had a bunch of backup dancers and like it felt very much more like a music show yeah. stage than a typical like sketchbook stage. And then yeah, Kim Jong-kook like came out and did his song and got real tired trying to like keep up with the dancers and stuff. And then then they sat down, the three of them, to do their interview segment and they revealed during that interview segment that Kim Jong-kook debuted the year that Sung Hee was born. (laughs) (laughs) So they got, and then Oh My Girl gets the audience to like dance to Dolphin and they like all do the dance and they all know the song and Jungkook is like feeling very old because Mm -hmm. he was like, I wasn't sure the audience would know my songs and like they definitely know their songs and like it was a cute, it was a cutesy little interview segment. It was adorable. Then we had the main event yes. of the show. Um, and I feel very confident in saying this was the main event of the segment because this is what the headlines were all about yes. when we got the announcement that the last episode was coming on. Sistar was reunited uh, for the first time in five years. They performed, I would say it's a medley because they didn't do like the, the full, full songs, songs no. of all of them, but they perform a significant chunk of each one. They started with Alone and then they did Loving You, Shake It, Touch My Body, and I Swear. I Swear was after and they did all of I Swear. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a separate. So yeah, they, yeah. The, they started with alone loving you shake it and touch my body and then they break to talk and then they come back um and the girls had previously said if we were to reunite as a full group uh we obviously thought it had to be on sketchbook so this show is was a staple it was very important to people um and like sister was wearing like all white outfits they look so pretty like Bora has bangs for the first time ever and looks like a completely different person with bangs. <laughs> I was like shocked by it. Dasum looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Hyolan looks different. So you looks different, but like they still look like sister and like it was the transitions between songs were like absolutely flawless. <gasps> they were so they would like perfect. do the perfect choreo turn to like be in the spot. Oh to, my like, God. Do yes. The butts or what. The, it was so good. The, my favorite was the switch from shake it to touch my body because like the ending of shake it is so iconic and then they literally just like flipped and they were boom ready and it was so good it was so good but when they started in the silhouette in the silhouette they started with alone on the red lights and like mm, it was so it was cool so good. um and then when they sat down to talk to you heal uh they talked about you know how the show was very important to them it's the one mm-hmm. they wanted to reunite on and uh we learned that bora had not danced in five years like she has not done anything yeah. since they quit, but she was the only one who remembered all the choreo because she was the main dancer and it was still, still locked in, her brain. in there. Um, and they also showed a very funny clip of uh, their of an appearance that they well they showed their first appearance and like they all look so freaking young it's like very <laughs> adorable. And then they also showed a clip of a Christmas special where it was when uh, "Touch My Body" I think it was "Touch My Body" was very popular. 
Sidstar came out in full gorilla costumes <laughs> and they have like monkey makeup on and like full gorilla costumes. And then they like very seriously like do touch my body, like <laughs> dressed like monkeys. And it's so funny. Um, and they also talked about how uh, Sidstar's debut song, Give It To Me, starts with the lyric, Will I Be Married Before I'm 30? And that when they recorded the song, they thought that sounded like a thousand years away, mm -hmm. but their maknae is 30 now. So like wow. full circle moment. And it was a sweet little interview. And then they did, I swear. And I cried a little bit and Dasom was trying not to cry the entire time, like the whole time she was trying not to cry, but it was really good. And it was sweet to see sister and like they sounded and they looked amazing. And like, yeah, it was crazy. It was fantastic. It was so good. It was so, so good. Um, and then last but not least, solo artist Gummy came out for the grand finale and she sang Remember Me, which is from uh, the OST for Hotel de Luna. Um, and she said, quote, there are so many people who have been with Sketchbook for the past 13 years and three months. I hope you remember those people. And just like the song I will sing today, I hope this performance is remembered in all of your hearts for a long, long time. She cried when she was saying that. Mm -hmm. She was crying when she was saying that. Like, she seemed to be the only... It was, like, a very lighthearted, like, final episode mm -hmm. for the most part. And there was a part of me that was thinking, like, did they... Like, they knew it was going to be the last one, but it didn't seem like they had prepared for it to be the last one. Yes. Like, I was waiting for, like, the grand clip package of the greatest moments mm -hmm. ever. But, like, they only focused on the moments of the people who were there. Like yeah. a regular hundred special episode mm -hmm. and not a final episode totally but totally. when gummy came out they like you heal is like she was literally performing across town she like rushed here to like end the show and she's like very emotional and very upset about the show ending and like mm -hmm. doesn't want it to like the show is special to singers and people like going on it and like her emotion like ooh, it like really hits at the end of yeah. the whole thing like you really see that like a, a loss. This is a loss mm -hmm. that this show is ending. It's a loss. Yeah, it is. So she did the beautiful song and it sounded so great. Um, and then, yeah, you heal gives a final speech and he says like, there are no music shows like this show. Mm -hmm. This is the only one. And like it, I hope that I've encouraged people to dream and that I've showed you people like whatever. And then, like I said, he begged the audience to be like, don't let them end the show. It's too important. And oh, it was a bummer. And then they ended with a, they played Thank You for the Music from the Mamma Mia soundtrack, <laughs> the Amanda Seyfried version that is rough. And then like played some slow-mo clips of like people singing and stuff while the credits rolled. Um, and it was like, it was a good watch, but I just, I came away from it just so upset because it mm -hmm. feels so needless. This feels like the yeah. kind of show that should have been on for 30 years. Totally. Like, you heel should have been an 80-year-old man, like, hosting this show still. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, it's just a loss. It's just a loss. Yeah, and it just feels so needless. Like, I just don't understand. Like, and it, and it also feels... I don't know. I It just is so strange because... Even if he did plagiarize all those songs, like... Is that reason for him to get kicked off or to lose the show or to end the show? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess like if this was supposed to be a respected musician and he had turned out to plagiarize however many songs they accused him of. But 
I don't know. It just feels, it just makes me, leaves me with a lot of questions. Yeah. I just don't, it just seemed so random and so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just a huge bummer to see it go. Um, but you know, it is, you can watch all of it on Vicky. If you have yeah, a, Vicky a has Vicky has subscription to it. I don't know if they have all 600 episodes, but they have at least the last like 200, mm-hmm. if not more than that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so many clips still exist on YouTube. Like, yeah. KBS always cuts the show up, so you can't necessarily watch the full episode on YouTube, but you can for sure watch anybody's performance or interview. It'll just be all chopped up into different pieces. Um, but if, yeah, if you have a, an artist that you really love and that you'd like to see, um, you know, how they went on sketchbook, because I think everybody does a little something different when they get, when they went on, um, look them up. They probably were there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the story of you heal sketchbook, um, an important staple for Korean singers for 12 years and like gone too soon. Uh, but I, 13 13 years. years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I sincerely hope that it does, that it does get revived in whatever way it can. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it would be great if, you know, you heal takes a break and like wants to come back to it and we can, you know, maintain it. Cause like I said, he's a very, he seems like a very special host in the way that he gets people to open up Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the environment that he created with his show. But also it is, there aren't any other shows that are so focused on singers getting to just be singers and perform Mm -hmm. without like masked singer is a great, uh, showcase of people's voices, but it's also a goofy competition show that involves a lot of panelists making jokes and people are wearing goofy masks the whole time. And like, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. This is like a sincere, singing program and I would just hate for it to go away entirely yeah I mean especially because like from the k-pop aspect of it like it's not a music show in the sense that they're it's also not a competition right math singers a competition but music bank inkigayo these are also competitions and like that is usually but I mean that is for like promoting your comeback and yes a lot of the artists that like go on this sketchbook are promoting something and that's why that they come back. But like I said, they don't always just do a straight, like they're not just, Stacey's not just going on there and doing run to you or whatever. Like they would on music bank, they're going to sit down and like do a cover. They're going to maybe do a different version of it. And like, sometimes they do choreo on there and they'll do a full thing like that. Oh, and girl, uh, Oh, my girls stage had like, palm trees and all on kinds the floor of shit as a dance uh-huh like. yeah sister did their choreo and yeah. stuff so it totally depends in that sense but it's just a very different it was a very different showcase um and yeah there is there is nothing else that's like that right now um so hopefully we will be seeing we will be seeing more of this show but for now we have 600 episodes to look back on and to, to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, so I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about it and that you will check out some performances because they really are all so great. And we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we're back. 
And the random game blessed us with the easy assignment <laughs> of Max Changmin from TVXQ, but the solo artist version yes, of him. Solo <laughs> artist version who goes by Max Changmin, birth name Shim Changmin. Um, born February 18th, 1988. Uh, we talked all about him for hours and <laughs> hours upon hours in our two-part TVXQ deep dive, uh, which came out just earlier this year. Um, so he is a singer, a songwriter, uh, and main vocalist for TVXQ. Um, he's also been in a couple of dramas. Um, he got married recently. Yeah, he, he has, has a wife. Two he has two puppies. Dogs. He loves Legos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes cooking. His best friend is Chemino. Um, yeah. He grew his hair out this year. He's been wearing a lot incredible. of ponytails. It looks very good. So good. Very good. Um, he made his solo debut in 2020. 20 um really only in 2020 well, because wow. chocolate came the out last then? the last tvxq album pre-military was solos from the both of them but that's it was true. a tvxq comeback it like yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. count as a solo debut so uh, yeah right. i think chocolate is his like actual first by himself well, I knew that was his debut. I just didn't realize it only came out in 2020. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's why I, I was like, not 2018? No, just two years ago. It does look like he did debut in Japan in 2015, according to this list. Mm, yes. But he has as we discussed two... in the deep dives, TVXQ is very big in Japan. Very big in Japan. So he has released two Japanese solo EPs. He made his Korean solo debut on April 6, 2020 with the EP Chocolate, lead single of the same name. And then he recently came back in January of this year with the EP Devil and the lead song of the same name. Yeah. And um, I think the most important thing that Changmin ever did for us is that he is the lead character of the SM Hologram musical Oz. Yes, he is. School Oz. School Oz. And we saw him in hologram form, which I feel like is pretty, pretty close enough to seeing him in real form. You it know, felt really real it at felt the time. real. And when they, when those holograms <laughs> first walked on stage, we were like, wow, they really look like they're there. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was a priceless experience. It was. Um, it really was. Absolutely. 10 out of 10. But I love Changmin. I love how grumpy he is. Mm-hmm. I love how much he hates um, like all things to do with modern, uh, everything to do with being a modern K-pop idol. He hates fan service. He hates fan he hates service. The internet. He hates capitalism. <laughs> he hates doing V-Lives. He hates his fans because he they have physically attacked him fairy before. <laughs> he, yes, as we've discussed in several episodes, someone hit him with a pillowcase full of rocks. So I get why he's over it. Yeah. He loves to talk about the fourth industrial revolution. Um, he's a real he's crank. Made, I love him. Um, so much. and he's just a delight. <laughs> so we're going to watch his, uh, most recent music video devil, because it is the most popular at 13 million views. Mm-hmm. And I will just preface, cause I don't know if I said this on the show, but when I learned this was a thing, I was, I was like, so shocked, so shocked yeah. that this song like exactly this song was released by like an American indie artist, like a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And they just like rewrote Korean lyrics and like 
yeah. did it. So it's, you know, it's one of those SM uh, Juliet deal with it kind of things where yes. they just like bought an existing song. And then but like, it shocked lyrics. me. I was, I was me. also shocked because this, when this came out, I was floored because it doesn't sound like a K-pop song at all. And I was like, wow, this is so different. And like, I, I've never, you know, this is so different and new. And like, this is so not K-pop and not what I thought Changmin would do. Um, even though Chocolate was a pretty wild song too. It sure is. Um, and then I was like, oh, because it's not a K-pop song. It's like an American gospel song. And yeah. I'm like, oh, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Blues, but I guess. It's still good. And it's he still looks a good real song. cool and fun in this music video. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to watch Max Changmin Devil with us, just pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Oh, spooky. All right. So spooky forest with some hooting owls and a stag with glowing antlers. Ooh, title card. Glowy eyes. And then Changmin is just like in a pile of dancers in the middle of the forest. Oh, that feather fringe, whatever the (laughs) hell. Ooh, look at it. And he always painted his nails for these stages. The outfits he wore were really so good. I'm watching too intently to say it. I know. I I just, I love this song. I love (laughs) the choreography. I really loved this music video. There's like two main sets. He wears all black and he's in the spooky forest. And then he's wearing all white with like a nice sweater and these like I don't know, cargo pants or whatever. He and his backup dancers all match in the all white. And the all white set has an enormous um, mask in the background. It's like a desolate, like fantasy desert Mm. with like hazy sky. And there's a big mask of like a big, huge statue of somebody's face. And it's his face. Ooh. And then we're in a typical mm-hmm, TVXQ second gen big old yeah. empty room with a circle ceiling. I yeah. love it. And but this, this part's so stage. cool. The twisty stage is really cool. But this shadow choreo. Oh, it's so good. And then he's oh, like, those nails are long. Yeah. Press ons, baby. <laughs> So just let it rain. And this like two-piece suit, like half of it is purple, half of it is black. But yeah, he's like, and one said he's on like a small circular stage that has like a bunch of cables like running up towards the ceiling. Mm. But then as it spins, the cables get twisted and like close yeah. him in a smaller cage. It's very cool. Drama, the light shining oh, through. He his said Kwangya. I he did. He also <laughs> loves to roll his eyes at Kwangya and said at one point that he has no idea what it is. None of the older. I None of the older ones do what Kwangya is. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yes, it's all blowing up now. Oh, that 
Yes! I was just gonna say, he does a really, really good spin. He spins like three times, it's so good. There were a lot of fun reactions because he got a lot of different people from SM to watch the music video. And I think it was Yunos where he was like, oh, that spin, like, look at you, you're so good. And he was like, it's all in the shoes. <laughs> the shoes are just really slippery. You know, it's like, no, be proud of yourself. No, you did it, bro. <laughs> the big face has shattered in the sky. Uh -oh. Ooh. Spooky antlers. Glowy and he eyes. has the glowy antlers. Ooh. Oh, la la. SM Entertainment. Yay, that was great. Yay. Oh, I love I love Max Chung Min. I love um, him too. Highly, highly recommend the other music video that he put out for that uh comeback, which was Maniac. Um that oh, song yeah. is the music video is cool and the song is phenomenal. That was such such a good song. Um so yeah, that's one recommendation. Do you have another recommendation? Um I this isn't so much of recommendation as I would like to use my time and my platform to shout out excellent work that is just like really made, just made my week. I just wanted to say in case anybody knows them and can get this message to them because their DMs are closed. But the people that are sub are that are doing the subtitles on Soshi Tom Tom right now are literally the heroes of my life. They're doing it under GGXV subs, and it seems to be like a team of a lot of people. But these subtitles are the kind of subtitles that were standard in K-pop subtitling mm. when I got into K-pop, which means that every single bit of Hangul on the screen is translated in the same font and the same color as it is on the screen, tucked in right above so mm -hmm. seamlessly. All of the background music is noted in the corner. If anybody makes a pun or does an idiom or references something, it is noted at the top. And like, it is so meticulous and it is so beautiful. And I literally got emotional over it when I was watching the first episode because I've been in a very like, take me back k-pop mm -hmm. mood lately like sure. watching those old ice acts from like my early days in k-pop and having girls generation back has just got to be like too much time has passed <laughs> like please just take me back to the old days but like the care that is going into this subtitling like i love it so much i think it's so great and like I just miss it. I just miss it. And like the episodes like take a long time and they say that on Twitter, like, sorry, but like, that's how it used to be, mm -hmm. man. And like now when I, when I was watching like the queendom too, like the subs were like wrong and mistimed and missing because everyone's like, I need it right now. And I just miss the days when it was like, no, we're going to take a minute and we're going to really like make this for you so that you can truly enjoy every piece of it. And like, it just warms my heart and it touches me so much. So I just wanted to like publicly thank them for all of their work. And I wish that I had a way to contact them and tell them. But they, like I said, they closed all their messages probably because people bother them. But thank you, GGXV subs, for your excellent work and making it so that I can enjoy Soshi Tom Tom, which is so fun and so good. Also, on top of that, if you aren't watching it, 
It's just great. Like yeah. old school fucking second gen variety, except everybody's older now. And I love it. I'm loving it so much. So I just wanted to use my recommendation time to say that. thank you for your service. We salute you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a perfect recommendation. Okay. Yeah, I I only ever my I didn't have something specific. I just wanted to um rec- reiterate, you know, if you have someone that you really like, just put their name plus you heel sketchbook into YouTube and watch anything that pops up. If they've been on it, it'll be on the KBS website or on the YouTube channel. Um and it's all really good. It's all really, yeah, really good. Just great stuff. Really good stuff all around. So yeah, check out some excellent singing and Thanks, you heal, for keeping it going as long as you could. And I'm sorry that it had to go down this way, bruh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry they had to do it to you. (laughs) But uh, thank you for 13 long years and 600 beautiful episodes. Great. I love that. Well, that is it for today. And if you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails, 181-AMAKpop5 for voicemails and texts. You guys have been totally coming through with voicemails and texts. Thank keep you. Them keep them coming. Keep, keep it coming. Keep that number alive. So that Google will not come for me anymore. Uh, you can send us actual mail, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. Uh, Linktree slash AMA K-pop will take you to our Discord and our YouTube and our Spotify. And I think I fixed the Discord link had been expired for a little bit, thanks to whoever pointed that out to me. But I think I said it to <laughs> never expire. So if you've been trying to get into the Discord, I think you Should can be now. able to now. Um, and patreon.com slash AMA K-pop pod. Uh, you can support the show financially and give us a little bit of money and we will reward you with tons of video episodes. There's a whole uh, season of Queendom 2 audio recaps and so much more fun stuff coming all the time on Patreon so you can join that. Um, If you're listening to this episode the day that it comes out and we'll be at 17 in LA, so will we. Love to say hey to you. And then KCON this weekend. Um, I know because some of y'all have told us that like some of y'all will be there, so very excited to meet you and meet new listeners and see all the fun at KCON because it's been so long. It's been so long, so keep an eye out for two girls with pink mics. Those that'll be us. That'll be us. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with our KCON recap, and then seventeen will come after that. It's going to be a really long week for us. Yeah, so like, yeah. We'll have to stagger it a little bit, but we'll have it. And the 17 tour won't be over yet. So it'll still be time. That gives you some time, by the way. Like if you do, if you do go to any other, like all concert stops, if you go to any other 17 tour dates and want to send us an yeah. email or voicemail about your experience, we'd love to add it to that episode. Mm-hmm. So hit us up and yeah, that's it. That's it for today. Thank <laughs> you for your time and your love. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.